Everybody, welcome into the Fortress of Comitude podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. And I am Kylie. This is a creator-focused episode. It's a show we do once a month where we pull a comic creator's name out of a bucket at random, and then we talk about him for a while. Honest to God, a bucket. Honest to God, a popcorn <laughs> bucket. Popcorn bucket. A tin popcorn a bucket. A tin popcorn. What's the, what's the tin? Justice League. Justice League. Justice League. Yeah, Justice League. The best thing that came out of that movie. I <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> I like the movie too. I'm just giving shit. Justice League. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, and at the end of this episode, we'll be pulling out the name of next month's Creative Focus episode. Mary, who are we talking about this month? John Byrne. John Byrne with Woo-hoo! a Y and an R and E, which is really weird to me. Okay. But I guess it would also be weird if you just spelled it like B U R N, like John <laughs> Byrne. Burn. <laughs> Feel the burn. Burn, motherfucker, burn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but before we get into that, we do got some uh, like housekeeping stuff, I guess, or exciting news. I don't know what you'd call it. Housekeeping. housekeeping. <laughs> do you need towels? That's a Tommy Boy joke towels? for anybody that uh, that doesn't. Is it? Yeah. Okay. What's that movie? Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. I never seen that movie. You never seen Tommy? I, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I do not like the Black Sheep and the Tommy Boy. Uh, David. Black Spade, Sheep. Uh, Black Sheep is is oh, it? David Tommy Spade. Boy is like. That's classic, dude. That's some shit. Anyways, yeah. um, first bit of news is we are now on, was it Anchor? Anchor. We're now on Anchor as far as hosting the podcast goes. Um, so for those of you that listen through Podbean and stuff, we're going to stay with Podbean for a little while, but there's going to be kind of a transition period, and eventually we will move everything kind of over to Anchor. We're still on Spotify, still on Apple Podcasts and all those other things. So depending on how you listen to the show or whatever. You probably shouldn't be affected by this, but uh, Podbean costs money and Anchor does not. So oh, does that it? was a pretty it was oh, okay. a pretty smooth transition over there. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, the other bit of exciting news is that we uh, have joined a podcast network with a bunch of other uh, nerd and geek-focused podcasts called the Geek Nerd Network, Nerds. or GNN for short. Um, we are joined along with a bunch of other shows. I think it's nine of them total. So... Um, our show, obviously, you've heard us mention Nerd Dome before, which is the other podcast that Kylie is on. There's the Fandom Podcast, Freaky Geeks, uh, Push My Buttons, Fandom 5, Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye, Tales from the Comic Shop, and a K-pop podcast, which is right up Mary's K-pop. alley. So if you're interested in any of those shows, please check them out because we're all kind of in a, in a community we're now. We're a fammy now. We're a fammy now. So fammy. Uh, We're really happy Aww. to be part of a network. We're hoping that this can kind of you know put awesome. us to the next level and yeah, we can kind of cross-promote each other and hopefully have their guys on our shows and we can be on some of their shows and I hope there's a bunch of uh, crossover between the podcasts. That's what I'm excited about. So there's that. Um, John Byrne. Okay, so normally if if this is your first one of these you've ever listened to, we basically split these into two parts. The first part is Mary kind of giving us a little bit of trying to make it through a (laughs) history (laughs) of the creator, some of their accomplishments and books they've worked on and things like that. The second part is what we call book reports where some of us have chosen, formerly all of us, uh, have chosen books to read from said creator, and we're going to talk about those. Oh, so, okay, so basically, the men of this podcast. The Did res- you do research? The though? responsible men. 
<laughs> which okay. is which All is right. actually the name of Kylie and I's spinoff new podcast. That's just called Responsible Men. The what? I missed two, that. It's just two guys He's bitching called... about their marriages for an hour and a half. That's Responsible Men. The Responsible Men. <laughs> Oh. All right. We'll do a podcast going on a beer run tomorrow. Somebody's gonna fucking send a tweet like, "Hey, for real though, if you guys were to do that." I'd listen. No. Anyways, talk about John Byrne, please. Oh, is it time? Yes, history one hundred and one <laughs> of John Byrne. Give us the history, Hi. so it's not a mystery. In your pants. Oh. <laughs> if, if that is not on the promo, I will be uh, so sad. I'm trying no, to give, I'm trying to give us like cool little segues. Oh. Yeah, it was all like holy crap. Uh, that needs to be on our uh, our promo. But um, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> didn't like those cool ones that Jimmy Fallon has from the Roots. You know, no. What? I don't, I don't know get... any cool ones he's done with oh, the Roots. Well, but, damn. You know. Okay, this guy, John Byrne. <laughs> This guy. This it's guy. It's John Byrne, man. This guy. <laughs> this motherfucker. This motherfucker. <laughs> Let me tell you about this motherfucker named John drink. Byrne, okay? <laughs> he He's was born. Him. All right. You ready? He was born July 6, 1950. Ooh. Oh, shit. He's, he's older than I thought he was. He's currently 69. Oh. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, he was born. Born in so um, here in the next month or so he'll be in the summer of sixty nine, the summer of his sixty ninth year. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I think the sixty ninth year would have really been last year. Shut up, man. Go ahead. July. <laughs> I don't know. He'll uh, be seventy in July. He was born know. in the United Kingdom. There's three different places I could say is really? I specifically that, right? for some reason. What is with the United Kingdom? They have. Walsall. <laughs> what is what is with the United Kingdom? What's the deal That's with what I the United Kingdom? Why does it say he was born Walsall, uh, Staffordshire, and England, and United Kingdom? Why does it say three things? Maybe it, he came out with such pressure it shot him over. <laughs> I don't know a bunch of cities. <laughs> I want to know why that Crossed is. A couple borders. I wonder. It is like county, city, kind oh. of state. Oh, maybe thing. something like that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because it'd be like West Jordan, Utah, USA, like county. Yeah, I mean, Utah, USA, something yeah. like that. Okay, I would think so. I now will. the terrorists know where we live. Go ahead. Oh, uh, <laughs> the terrorists. <laughs> I meant Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Philadelphia. No, I just it was oh, the first thing it. that popped Shit. in my head. I send, was like, send the terrorists to Philadelphia. It was the only thing that came to mind. I'm sorry. We like any of our listeners in Philadelphia. You have their dicks. Get the fuck out of there. Pittsburgh Steelers is that who they're called? Oh. Is that Philadelphia? What? I didn't even Pittsburgh? know they had football. In is Philadelphia. Pittsburgh in Philadelphia? Is, is it? that me? No. Oh, oh. maybe no. I just nodded my head. <laughs> I used to be smart. I don't know Pennsylvania. Right? <gasps> okay. Okay. If it was wrong, that would have been epic. What were we talking Pittsburgh. about? You were talking about where John Byrne was born. Back to the beginning. Where maybe. John Byrne was born. Okay. I guess it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Philadelphia. But that was me. That's where Aaron And now we're coming back to it. All right. Oh, you said Pennsylvania. Yeah. No, I said. Uh, oh, I said Philadelphia. He said Pennsylvania. Exactly. Oh. It's okay, all coming up. full. Circle. I'm caught up. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm Kay. sorry. I rambled. <laughs> Uh, we're Listen, we've been drinking. It's fine. Uh, notable works. I have X-Men, Fantastic Four, yeah. and Superman. Yeah. Any yeah. others? 
And others, yes. She-Hulk? Others? He did other things. Oh, yeah. She-Hulk, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, apparently, it, I didn't care about it enough. <laughs> what was it? Spider-Man Chapter 1 or whatever the fuck was that one? Yeah, Spider-Man Chapter 1. Uh, we don't talk about that. Next Men was his creation. Next Men, yeah. I talk mm-hmm. about Next Men in here somewhere Next at some point. Men, they came after her. Um, awards. Uh, he has a Eagle Award. Favorite comic book artist, 1978 mm. and 1979. Inkpot Award, 1980. Will Eisner Award, Hall of Fame in 2015. He was put in the Hall of Fame. There's right. an Eisner Hall of Fame? I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? That's what I'm told. Uh, characters created by. Oh, I only have six. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's there there more. is more. There's definitely, there is more. definitely more, but... It, it's like sometimes there's just so many that it's just like okay I'll just pick some and then you guys can tell me others if you I think want. He might have created one of my favorite ones, but I'll, I'll wait. Uh, Ant Man, Scott Lang, Emma Frost, Livewire in DC Comics, Kitty Pride, Sabretooth, and Amanda Waller. Kitty Pride. I thought it was Wallace. Wait, Livewire. Yeah. It, it says Livewire. It wasn't. It wasn't Amanda Wallace. It was. Amelia Wallace? No, it was Amanda Wallace. Oh, was it Amanda? It was Andrea. Andrea Wallace. That's what it was. Andrea Wallace. Yeah, Livewire. I'm going to have to check on that. Livewire was from the Superman animated series. But he brought her into the comics. But he didn't create the character. But he was the one that brought her her into the comics. Well, him and somebody else because he's writer and artist. So I don't know if he was writing it because sometimes he did both. Sometimes he only did some... I have my phone. I I'm doing the history. Somebody else will have okay. to do that. To Google. To Google. <laughs> I don't think you get a, I I was just get looking a at pictures. Character so. created by credit. If you just bring them from one medium I, to another. I don't. Yeah, know. he created them. Let I, him I didn't read. do further research into it. I just literally put in. Oh, I'm call- characters created by. I'm calling BS there, my friend. That's okay. that's not right. cool. You can call BS all you want. You oh. should do the research. You're don't, leading the shit. You are you are bullying me. <laughs> I do not <laughs> like bullying. <laughs> what do you got, Kylie? Did you find something? First person that pops up is John Byrne. Creators, John Byrne, Bruce Tim, Evan Dorkin, Sarah Dyer. Was he working on the I'm animated show? I'm guessing he show? was probably working on the animated Maybe show. he was working on the yeah. animated Did he like, write that Bitches? episode? I, I, I maybe could have put it in my notes somewhere that I could have forgot Wire, about. But... That she, that she <laughs> in. Okay. Kylie, live wire. So maybe, yeah. Live that's wire. what it was. Live wire. Live wire. <laughs> I don't specifically remember putting in anything about TV in here, but uh, I don't know. I could have skipped over something. I, I like live wire. That's a great. Uh, Listen, I cut this down to three pages. Character. So oh, it was Lori Petty, the voice. Yeah. Not oh, she's awesome. That's one of those yeah, things. I like, if like I ever had a crack at writing Superman, which I would never do because I'm not a writer, but that's <laughs> one of those characters. I'm like, and live wire could be a great character if somebody just. Gave Evan, Dorkin, Evan Dorkin and Sarah Dyer were the ones written by credits. On oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. know why. If anybody knows more than we do about this, then then let us know. Yeah. Did did never mind. I'll talk about it later. All right. So we'll begin with uh, how he got into comics at six years old. The-uh. He got into comics at six he was years. He's more at- successful than than me. <laughs> <laughs> as a grown man at no. six at the age of no. six years old how he how he got into like wanting to read comics i, I understood what okay. you were saying oh, okay <laughs> he I wasn't was like, listening i was like what the fuck how he got into comics okay his, okay so uh he got into comics 
Uh, it began with uh, George Reeves' Sup- Adventures of Superman series okay. that was being shown in, on BBC in England when he was about six years old. So that's how he got into it. Uh, his first encounter with Marvel Comics was in 1962. It was uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four number five. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just early years of just how he decided he liked comics. Nice. So uh, he started... Don't make fun of there me. There she was. Started. started. I, was say, yeah, I was thinking the same thing as she said. There's Lola. <laughs> she started. I like Lola. Uh, okay, 1970s. Uh, in the 1970s, uh, Byrne <laughs> was enrolled in Alberta College of Art and Design in Calgary. 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 <laughs> I almost spit Calgary. Alberta is in Calgary. It's in Calgary. Canada. Okay. Oh, Canada. I, I constantly do that. I read, I say something wrong. I think it in my head right, but I say it wrong. You know? He created, here he created a superhero parody called Gay Guy for <laughs> the college newspaper, which poked fun at the campus stereotype of homosexuality among art students. That sounds like it's aged wonderfully. <laughs> yeah, sure is. I would love... Are those available anywhere? I don't know. Uh, Gay Guy is notable for featuring a prototype of the Alpha Flight character Snowbird. I don't know who that is. That makes too much sense. Who is Snowbird? I have no idea. I'm just kidding. Then why? Don't. Yeah. You shush. (laughs) Uh, So, and while he was there, he also published his first comic book, ACA Comics with an X. Number one, gay featuring, number one. <laughs> featuring, nope. gay guy. featuring the Death's Head Knight. It's gay guy. You, you be quiet. <laughs> uh, he left college in 1973 without graduating. He wa- broke into comics with a fan art gallery piece in Marvel's promotional publication, Foom, in the night in early 1974. Foom. And by it was Foom back recently. Did they? Yeah, they did one issue. It was done. <laughs> uh, he illustrated a two-page story uh, by writer Al Hewson. Hewson. No. Al Hewson. There's no Al Hewson. You could say Al Hew. Unless he got also got in at the age of six. <laughs> For uh, it was a black and white horror magazine nightmare number. It was number twenty. It was uh, just called nightmare. That's what it said. Horror black and white horror magazine nightmare number twenty. Yeah. So. That's how he kind of broke in. What if that was comics. the title? Nightmare number 20, issue one. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, let's see, he joined Claremont. Uh, He's a guy. With exists. X-Men, hmm. uh, number 108. They worked together along with uh, their inker, Terry Austin. Yeah. They did uh, story arcs such as Protus? Proteus. Proteus. Uh, <laughs> Dark Phoenix Saga, Days of Future Past, and they, they were fan favorites. How so. long were they on that fucking book? Like, Claremont, I, Claremont I know, obviously, but they, how long were him and Byrne on that book? 1981 they, to about 1986. That's a long time. They yeah. The, That's a long they time, had dude. The Five years. Until Bendis and um, Bagley. Bagley broke it. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, Damn achieve. you, Mark Bagley. So I love you. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, he insisted that they keep Wolverine. I think maybe they were considering taking him out. Is that 
Does anybody uh, know anything about that? I, have no I idea. don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I know Claremont was never really a fan of the character. But mm. that's maybe, maybe that's what it was. So, uh, Byrne wanted to keep Wolverine, and uh, he made it. He justified why Wolverine's so why presence Claremont was necessary. Gave him a dragon shit in the early nineties. No, but that's why Claremont killed him off when he came back and did X Men <laughs> Forever, like in issue two. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he he when he came to the store and did a signing. That was one of the f- questions somebody asked him was like, "Why did you kill Wolverine off?" Because yeah. basically, the big thing I know this is John Byrne, but uh, the big thing with X Men Forever was Claremont was coming back to continue his story where mm-hmm. he left off. So it wasn't canon by that yeah. point. It was just like, "Hey, this is where I would have gone with the story in these characters." Yeah. Issue two, he obliterates Wolverine. Oh, Jesus. and everyone's like, "Why did you kill Wolverine?" And he literally points to the comic wall and does this. He's like, "Cause you can read him in any other book." Uh, this is like Wolverine was in everything. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's everywhere. You know, I don't need him in my book. Damn. Well, I mean. There is a hatred. Keep going. <laughs> there is a hatred. <laughs> I don't know how long he was working on X Men for because they actually they started in 1977. I don't know why I said 1981. Uh, okay, so damn, so like she's nine been years. drinking again. <laughs> she's been drinking eight or nine years. That's that's a long that's run. Good. Yeah. So we move into the 1980s. Well, it can't be for all of that though because he did Fantastic Four somewhere. Your mother did the Fantastic Four. Uh, Excuse you. She probably did. 1980s. <laughs> oh. He worked on Fantastic Four. Okay. 1981 to 1986. That's where I... Yeah. Oh, okay. He worked on it. Yeah. So, Byrne said that his goal for this was to turn back the clock. You guys... What what did he do with this? It's the second best Fantastic Four run of all time. That's, that's Behind the Stanley and Jack Kirby run. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very much... You could tell it's him wanting to recreate the, the Fantastic Four that he read as a kid. Yeah. And By taking quite, away the thing and replacing it... Replacing it with She-Hulk? No, but the, the 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 feel of the book, it's very... Oh. If I remember at that point, the Thing was off doing his own yeah. yes. thing, if you will. Yeah, he oh. was. He was what was space. he doing with Also written by Byrne. Yeah, and I love that series. He was off tr- running around in space, and he could he could actually transform from Ben to the Thing. Mm-hmm. He had that... Uh, and also, poor Thing, Alicia f- Masters left oh. Thing for Human Torch. Mm-hmm. In this. Also, fact about John Byrne, I don't know if this is in your notes... John Byrne's Fantastic Four run. I have to wrong glasses. <laughs> John Byrne. I didn't plan that. I just have it that way. <laughs> well, John Byrne's Fantastic Four, I believe, is the first run where they acknowledge uh, Susan Storm as the invisible woman. Yes. Because she had been the invisible girl up to that point. And John Byrne was the first one that's like, that's a fucking grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> We're calling her the invisible Invisible woman. girl was developed into the most powerful member and her oh, name was changed developed. to Invisible Woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine yeah, this, like like female power like she's a woman and he's like i've always got to bring it back down <laughs> he's like on. oh misogyny ground is back to reality people wow <laughs> yeah wow have uh, some misogyny <laughs> i i don't know how significant this is but apparently the baxter oh, building was destroyed and replaced with four freedoms plaza which sounds real dumb hey because oh, they have the big there's a tower. It's the yeah. plaza, baby. Go to the plaza. Is it? Yeah. Is a? I thought a plaza was it like was a more open area. Oh. Isn't a plaza like an Don't open even. Area? I didn't say anything. That was perfectly okay. It was kind of like, I wasn't offended by it. Good job, honey. Well played. Uh, so, <laughs> Byrne has said that there was multiple reasons for leaving the series uh, internal office politics and it just simply started getting old. Aww. I don't think John Byrne gets along with anybody. <laughs> no, not from what I'm finding I think, online. So, I think every relationship he's ever had 
starts with an expiration date. So I didn't put any of this yeah. in my notes, like, but there is a full like few paragraphs in Wiki. He is that yeah. controversial things about him. Oh, like, yeah, things, I saw that. Yeah, he's not exact. He suffers no fools. He he yeah he doesn't uh, get along with people. Who's Daphne Byrne? I don't know. She okay. was on Scooby Doo. That's anyway. Daphne Blake. Oh. <laughs> There's a comic book artist called Daphne Byrne, and I didn't know if that was his wife or not. I don't know. Anyways, continue forward. Uh, 1983, still working on Fantastic Four, he began to write and draw Alpha Flight. Hmm. Never read it. Uh, I I read some Alpha Flight when when they did their crossovers. It was starring a Canadian superhero team that had been introduced merely to survive a fight with the X-Men. But That's all never, they were for. But he never yeah. brought gay guy into canon at Marvel? No. <laughs> well, one of the... He's a prototype. Uh, one of the oh, that one guy. star from Alpha Flight later became, you know, he came well, out. What a shame, though. He well, was no, gay guy. There was a controversy here about how he slandered transgendered people. Oh. But oh, so never mind. That's not the guy that you want. It does kind of, yeah, I was like, you may not want to bring him there. Uh, Burn co-wrote and penciled Issues one and two of uh, the further adventures of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I saw that artwork. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1985, uh, while he was writing Alpha Flight, uh, he swapped the series with Bill Man- Manilow? Man- <laughs> Bill Manilow. Bill Manilow. That's pretty good. M A N T L O. Matt Matlow. Matt Matlow. Do I say the T? I don't. Rob Lowe. No. This is why I don't read these kind of things because I get crap that gets up oh. on the board. And he was a writer of the Incredible Hulk, so he started writing the, the Incredible Hulk. And he wrote the Incredible Hulk not for very long though. Uh, three fourteen to three nineteen. So not for very long. That's long. This is comic book series. Yeah, I'm all like. Five no, inches. wait. 314 to 319? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant the year. No, like no, three, no. four, And then to 319. I'm like, well, that's like four <laughs> March years. March of 1914. Yeah, to I March thought that. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that, but you guys were thinking, sorry. Been working um, on His final issue had Bruce Banner and Betty Ross married. Getting married. Aww. I have that issue. You do? Yeah. Wow. People get married. <laughs> Uh, in so the early years? 1980s, Byrne did his first work for DC Comics. I don't have the year. I just said er- early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first issue the first issue of the Untold Legend of the Batman miniseries. So, with this, he only had a three-month window where he wasn't working for Marvel. And the, after that three months, the contract kicked up again. Uh, DC said, yes, we want you to do this, but they didn't get him a strict a script for the first issue until the second month of his three-month window. Uh, so he had said to them that he wouldn't be able to finish the project because he's going to be under contract with Marvel. With Marvel. Uh, so then Dishi... Dishi. 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 DC said that they allegedly offered Byrne double his pay at Marvel when they initially had told him they couldn't even match his rate. Interesting. Yeah. And they just pulled that out of their ass. All yeah. Of a sudden. Like, oh, but, but wait, no, we'll pay you a lot more. We well, happened we'll. to look under the couch cushion and found some money. Was it always, couch <laughs> we found 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole quarter. 
Um, and with this, so <laughs> I like. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a whole corner. <laughs> Uh, Byrne oh. took over Superman, and he said that he was taking Superman the back to basics. The original gay man. <laughs> he was quite happy in those days. Calm down. <laughs> calm down, that Kylie. Kind of good. That was a good one. <laughs> calm, down. calm down, man. Calm <laughs> down. He, he's been waiting. He's been sitting I, on I, that I, one I, ever I, since I she brought up the original gay man. Superman's gay. You were excited for that one. Oh, my goodness. Uh so and he he said he basically took it back to Siegel and Schuster's Superman, uh, but it also but meeting uh, Fleischer's Superman mm-hmm. that was in 1986. Oh, he he did it, man. Uh, yeah, in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he significantly reduced Superman's powers, though he was still the most powerful being on Earth, one of the most powerful beings on Earth. Uh, he eliminated the Fortress of Co- of Comet. <laughs> he totally did it. <laughs> Unfortunately, John Bird's taking us out, and we're gonna have to call this one a little he, bit early. He eliminated us. <laughs> we said he didn't get along with anybody. He's like, "Fuck those guys." <laughs> he has quickly called they in the airstrike. <laughs> it is coming towards us. He they knows. They a gay man. <laughs> Before we were even born, he eliminated us. <laughs> he eliminated uh, us. Eliminated Fortress. Of solitude and Superdog Crypto. He kept Jonathan and Martha Kent alive until Clark was an adult. That was one of the big things that yeah he, he kept the Kents. Hmm. He want he thought it was important for Clark to have parents d- ties back to Smallville. Besides Lana and Pete Rock, but like also yeah to have parents for him to lean on and stuff. Because oh, was, so were both of them dying? Oh before? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it wasn't yeah. just both. Both the Kents were were long dead and the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're old. No. <laughs> Look at them. They're, they're still old. old. Uh, it's too old. <laughs> too old to matter. Come on, man. Uh, they're old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep up, woman. Uh, in 1989, he left Superman. After yeah, leaving he Superman, he went to work on Marvel at Marvel Comics again. His he did work on West Coast Avengers. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but in order for him to work on West Coast Avengers, he said that he wanted to be allowed uh, to do a a vision story. What is it with vision? Vision is it, about, about vision <laughs> and Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I just—he's not the most interesting guy in the whole Marvel universe. Things just seem to be following. He's a robot who can love. Okay, continue. Scarlet forward. Witch. Okay. But they can't have babies, but Scarlet Witch can make them babies. Magical babies. Right? She Is has it, magical right? ovaries with magical babies. Yes. Uh, 1990. 1990. He started, he started Namor. <laughs> in April 1990. What? It's semen. Come on, people. Oh, my God. Seaman. It's seaman. <laughs> Come on, dude. Namor, the sub-mariner. It's seaman. Namor, the seaman. Mariner? Mariner. Yeah. Mariner. What did you say before? It's marination. No, I said mariner. Okay. Mariner. mariner. But I wasn't sure Marina. if I said that Is right. it marination? Oh. No, we're not marinating anything. All right. It's just mariner. <laughs> it's semen. Keep going. He's- Which I don't know. So they said his take on this guy, <laughs> he <laughs> cast him as the head of 
the his surfal surfal <laughs> wow service company Oracle Inc. How how interesting would that be for him to Namor be running a business? Namor has never business? been a character I've even cared for. I, I agree. I've never he's given a shit No, it's in order to and keep the ocean It seems like when he shows up in stuff I'm reading, he's a douche. And I he just is. don't care. He, he's angry Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not a very good Aquaman. He's not and a very good And the thing is, is like, he's the original, right? Like Aquaman's kind of the yeah. ripoff of Namor, but Aquaman's a way more interesting character because the lore around him is way more yeah. interesting. But it's... Keep going. Namor is just oh. bitter and wants to fuck Sue Storm. Yeah, I don't know yeah. he can't oh, get really? her, so he's gonna rain hell upon the land. <laughs> Let my <laughs> semen free. <laughs> See, he's semen. Okay, uh, uh, she's pulling the back. So, Burn yeah. took over writing Iron Man, <laughs> and this is he launched <laughs> a second Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> oh my oh. god, Iron. <laughs> Uh, he launched a second Armor Wars. What what is Armor Wars? I oh, it is know what that full is. of armor, so and there Iron are wars. It's kind of like armor. It's kind of yeah. like and there's it's kind of like storage wars, but people just bid on Tony Stark's <laughs> past project. They're like, we don't know what's behind door number one, but we want it. I like storage wars. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We can't all be Tony Stark. You guys watch Storage Wars? Can have a bunch of rednecks armor. bid on Tony Stark tech, and it's, it's on AMC. It's wonderful. Armor <laughs> Listen, Wars! I think it's people having... Who was the old like, guy that I like? What was armor. his name? Bear, Bear. Was his name Barry? I don't know. I think we digress. He's like the old guy. <laughs> I think we digress. Anyways. I think we digress. <laughs> Keep there it was with the, guy, the Armor Wars. There was a guy that everybody hated because you're back he was... No, the other guy. No, we're talking about... Could have been Namor. Storage Okay, uh, armor wars. So nobody has anything about armor. armor I, wars. I figured it was people in armor. suits of armor all fighting I, each other. All I have is he restored the Mandarin. The thing is, nobody gave a fuck about Iron Man pre two thousand eight, so True. we don't know. True. He restored the Mandarin as a major and they had that Iron Demon Man in a nemesis. Model storyline that was kind of a classic one that people. Oh, talk Kurt, about. yeah, Kurt Busiek. Yeah. Oh, oh, and mm. he also featured. <laughs> the, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> she just the felt the sea back. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hold up. So this also featured, while he was writing this, it featured the 1950s pre-superhero Marvel uh, monster, Fing Fang Foom. Yeah. <laughs> and I really liked that name, so I that put that in here. It was. No, it wasn't. It was. Anytime you get to Fing say Fing Fang Foom. I'm with uh, Tyler on this. I was. I thought it was going to be something else. I specifically else. put it in here just so I could say Fing Fang Foom. Now say that two times fast. Yeah, see? Say toy boat three times fast. Toy boy, toy boy, toy boy. Take it easy, Michael Jackson. I prefer gay man. Thank you. Also in the 90s. It was gay guy. Gay guy's even better. <laughs> if you're going to insult him, at least do it right. You get that double G of a costume and everything. Oh, gosh. Uh, also, oh, no. in the 1990s, Byrne started his creator-owned works for Dark Horse Comics. Next man. Yes. Next man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other, people, other people did this with him. They formed an imprint for Dark Horse Legend. It was... Burn, Frank Miller, Mike Mignola. That's where Mike Boy had his first Mignola. appearance was Mignola. in an X-Men issue. Oh, really? Okay. okay. And Art Adams. I don't know awesome. who that is. All those guys are awesome. Uh, this is where he his first title for Dark Horse was. Next Man. Holy Next shit. Man. 
Aaron found gay guy. Oh. Did you? It's oh, hard. Oh, hat. Well, we're putting the brakes on this for a minute. We need okay. to see. Gay well, guy. wait, hold on. I gotta find the cover art for this. It's hard hat <laughs> and gay guy, and this is the cover. It says. Next yes, week on no, Hard Hat and Gay oh, Guy. Oh, wait, now I have to see it. <laughs> yes, Hard Hat and Gay Guy, the team you never thought you'd see. And both cower before the Colossus M.I.C. That is the cover. Aaron is reading the promo. <laughs> no, but look at that. See? He, and you can find different. Oh, gay guy is very gay. Oh, he is so gay. He is like the gayest of gay. Oh my god! But you can like swipe. Hard him. hat is basically wow. overweight Captain yeah, America. Exactly. <laughs> what the heck is this? Oh yeah. See, I figured it'd be like a village person. Work, uh, man oh, it is a dude, little but... bit. You can flip. I just found uh, the images. I haven't clicked on any of the links, but sure enough, just so you know, an album. gay guy is basically Elton John. Yes, right? Like <laughs> with a cape on. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, sure. Go ahead. Sorry, we're now fascinated with this. Did I you read thought- Next Men? Kylie. I never did actually. I have um, never read it. What did has, you read for it this? It has written and illustrated by John um, Byrne at the bottom. <laughs> he nice. wanted to make sure everybody knew. Uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, okay. So Phoenix. the next men were five young people who were the product of a secret government experiment. That's all I have. They're this. basically X Men ripoff. That's what I thought. There was a lot of those in the nineties. Yeah. Well, and it's like he went. He, I mean, he wrote X Men Forever, and he, I think, he kind of liked that whole idea of other like, things that he wrote. Team. Um. Were, was Babe. Uh, not, the the pig, not the pig. Not the pig. Yes. I also yes. saw Babe. Babe the pig, too. I clicked on the link. It was not that. I love that movie. It was. <laughs> That'll be a pig. It looked very be. scandalous. Uh, and Danger Unlimited. That one sounds familiar. That was an all-age reader's book about a team of heroes in the future fighting an alien f- occupation of Earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm confirming that that's what I read. Why were they occupying Earth? For I, reasons. For, for you reasons. know, reasons. Uh, then, so he, in 1959 to 1995. Dyslexic moment. 1995 to 1998, he wrote and drew Wonder Woman. Does anybody know so I was giving you guys the chance, and you failed me. Uh, if any, if anybody here would know, I would think it would be Tyler. But no. sorry, no. no. Okay. Uh, Nineteen ninety-eight. He. Uh, what? What is? What the fuck is my notes? <laughs> this is what I wrote. Nineteen ninety-eight. Burn became the Amazing Spider-Man. That's what I wrote. What? <laughs> where he where he retired and hasn't been seen since. <laughs> That's the amazing Spider-Man. Is that the Spider-Man you're familiar with? <laughs> so I don't know if he wrote. He, I don't he wrote off to a cave <laughs> where he hosts the tribe of spiders. Aunt May's just to blow up doll in the corner. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I don't know what happened. Spider-Man you remember <laughs> The core is still there. So it's the this is the gay man comic, and then this is the picture underneath it with the <laughs> Superman. And I it's, called it. It's John Burns art. It's just sorry. <laughs> it just is like so sexual. He's like, hey, baby. Superman does have a hairy chest. <laughs> it was the 
80s and 90s where it was cool to draw body hair. Remember Wolverine's, Why wouldn't you? I, remember Wolverine's body forearms hair? for a while? Oh, it was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I, cannot, I cannot visualize a man without body. I'm sorry. Ever since it's a hairy chest. I'm sorry. It's not. Ever since, ever since, <laughs> ever since I was like, with I, my husband, I realized <laughs> that a sexy chest is a hairy chest. Oh, all right. Uh, I lost my notes. Um, um, he had become become the amazing, amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 1990. That's such a good end to that story. <laughs> <laughs> and book report time. Uh, <laughs> no, we still got 2000s and 2010. He hasn't done anything in the last 20 years, has he? He's he done did a some Spike uh, miniseries, I believe. He okay. broke. He did, that. and Angel. I don't think that I have that in here, though. <laughs> But I remember reading it. Did you uh, put gay guy in there? I did. <laughs> I mean, it's important. An, spike an angel up there with gay guy. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, Spike. <laughs> oh, gay guy. Oh, I love Spike. Uh, burn in 1999 a, to 2001. Burn returned to X Men. He root. He root. He root. He root X-Men. and drew. <laughs> he root. <laughs> <laughs> he root and drew it. <laughs> How do I for, talk? I don't know how to talk anymore. <laughs> uh, this was X-Men The Hidden Years. Oh, I, yes. Stop turning off, phone. I remember this. Oh, I went back to this? the 80s. This was 1999 to 2001. It ran for 22 issues. I was going to say it seems like so long ago. That that was actually a long time ago. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then now we'll move into the 2000s. Uh, in 2003, he spent 10 weeks as a guest penciler on a newspaper Decide, this was really weird for me that somebody decided to put this in here. So I decided to put it in here because Garfield I want other people to think it's weird. <laughs> the no, greatest it was, crossover hey, of all time. It was a newspaper game. strip called, I think this is what it was called, Funky Winker Bean. Yep, this is all I know. This sounds actually familiar, Funky and, Winker Bean. And he did this as a favor for Winker Bean's creator, Tom Bat- Batwick. B a t i u k, who was recovering from foot surgery, so he couldn't draw. He couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming. It all makes sense now. It's My foot hurts. Up. I can't draw. What you don't know is that he's one of the few artists that drew Draws with his, his feet. feet. There, there yes. Was, yeah. Yes. Mm. Uh, is, is it? Is it really though? What? <laughs> no. No, I don't know. Dude, she should have totally done that on Boulder Dash. She would have bought it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he also worked on JLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-writing. He also co-writed and illustrated. Co-writed? Co- co- well, co-writing. He co-wrote. Co-wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and illustrated the 10th Circle story arc for Doom Patrol. Oh, shit. Okay, you got my thing. That's all I have. Which just got announced. He also wrote Blood <laughs> of the Demon, ah. a five-issue arc of the JLA classified. So was he a writer and artist? Yes, yes. he was both. Yeah. Get on him. I think he's more known for his artwork, but he's definitely written. He's root a lot of things. <laughs> just How many rootin'? Don't judge me for saying words. You want to? Oh, if you want to, screw you I'm guys. Just, look <laughs> over there. Look. I'm not. Yeah. Crouching dryer. I'm not judging you for saying words. You're saying things that aren't words, and that's what I'm judging you for. I don't mean to go off on a tangent here. Oh, no. Root is a word. But I did. I t- I typed into Google comic artist who draws with feet because I swear there's one out there. <laughs> and all 
all that comes up, I will scroll is and Rob scroll, Liefeld? is Rob Liefeld, and it's basically, <laughs> oh. he can't draw feet. He can't draw feet. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. Uh, so uh. he returned to draw Superman in Action Comics in 2005 to 2006 with Gail Simone. Uh, <laughs> Simone and Byrne, uh, they also teamed up to launch the all-new Adam series in 2006, uh, and he penciled the first three issues of that. Good old Ray Palmer. What? Ray that? Palmer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is it, is isn't there by, another... Isn't he played by Brandon Routh in the TV he show? He once was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't he there another was. one that's <laughs> just now. Adam? There's another hero, just Adam, In a Adam, long right? time. There's Adam Strange. No, just Adam. He's like... I don't know. Never mind. I'll Google it later. Uh, there's uh, one in Marvel that's... No, this Adam was in Warlock. DC. He was it was called, in... He's called it was in like in Darkest... <laughs> It, not Darkest Night, Blackest Night. Yes, there are, there are, there have been multiple Adams. Yes. Yes, thank that, you. That's what you're asking. I wasn't crazy. Hi. Ooh, that, oh, that was good. Almost spilled water. <laughs> <laughs> that would have hit the beer, and then it would have hit everything. Uh, 2011, he worked on Jurassic Park: The Devils of the Desert. Devils in the Desert, not of the desert. And this was IDW. Times? Yes. This is when he. I really did had the, no idea he. He, he also this. did, he did a, the Spike and Angel stuff. Yeah, FX uh, stuff. Spike and Angel. I really had no idea he was still working. He his revived lady. his Next Men series in 2010 to 2011. And that was Dark Horse. That was Dark Horse, correct? I uh, yeah, that's what I said, right? Yeah, Next Men was Dark Horse. Uh, and that's that's really all I have. Next Men. Oh. So really? now it's it? yeah. It wasn't. It was three pages. I want to see the uh, cartoon instead of morph. It'll be gay guy <laughs> and hard hat. Uh, hard hat. <laughs> it was just epic, man. And it, it actually states here on the website <laughs> that it says that it actually. Where'd it go? It that was... could have been like the big twist thing at the end, like the whole time. You know, gay guy is obviously gay, but hard hat comes off as very like masculine, like overly masculine and straight. Then, like in the last episode, like something happens to gay guy. That's like the twist. Like, no, he was the only man I ever loved. No. <laughs> it says in 1970, Byrne enrolled at the Alberta College of Art Design in Calgary. Alberta? We Alberta. went over this. Oh, but wait, Alberta. he created the superhero parody "Gay Guy" for the college newspaper, which poked fun at the campus stereotype of homosexuality among the art students. What they didn't tell you, though, is "Gay Guy" is notable for featuring the prototype of the Strap alpha fight oh, character Snowbird. Mary did. I go said over that. that. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker, I wasn't paying attention <laughs> at all. Yeah, I you were too busy on your phone because <laughs> it was the gay guy was trying to find Aaron's it. Like what you didn't. What you didn't know <laughs> was that thing that exactly. Mary just said this 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what you didn't know. Is that she said it 20 minutes. I was just so excited because I was like, look. But no, the pictures of gay guy are pretty epic, though. They're pretty I love strange. the fact that he's There's got to be a t-shirt out there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> we'll yeah. <laughs> No, we won't. Put our Fortress of Comic 2 logo on that shit. I mean, no. come on. This is adorable. <laughs> no, and thus, no. no. So maybe just to see if we get a response, should find his contact info and ask if we can buy the rights to Gay And guy. thus <laughs> is no. born the queer figure of said. the dark, the, the avenger of evil, the gay guy. The queer figure of the, the dark. And shit you not. It says it. Look <laughs> yeah. at that. That's amazing. It yeah. went away uh, now. Yeah, he went away. Oh. We, uh, I saw it. 
Yeah, we but did. Yeah, how could you not <sighs> see it? He is the queer figure of the oh, yeah. dog. So Kylie and I are the only ones that read anything. Yes, what do you guys read? read? Why don't you guys just I want to read Gay your... Guy. I, yeah, no, that's literally <laughs> the only thing I ever kilos. want to read ever again. Uh, uh, well, let's talk about a different gay guy. Super what? gay, man. <laughs> super gay. You read man. Superman. Yes. Uh, okay. No, I read Man of Steel. Did he have a hairy chest? <clears throat> yes, Same thing? Um, no. So for those unfamiliar, um, in 1985 through 1986, DC had a big Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, which was like the first time DC kind of blew up all of their continuity because no one could keep track of it anymore because it had been the same timeline basically since 1938. So they were like, okay, hey, we need to blow it all up and just kind of restaple and it only lasted for a couple of years before it was convoluted <laughs> again. <laughs> but they got, you know, big star talent to take over the Trinity of books. Like, okay, Frank Miller's going to launch with year one on Batman. We got George Perez to take mm-hmm. over on Wonder Woman and John Byrne. They had got to come over from Marvel and do Superman. So um, leading into his Superman run, he did a six-issue miniseries called Man of Steel. That was kind of just his update of of Superman to kind of like set the groundwork for what this newer updated version of Superman was going to be, which is um, it deserves a lot of credit because there's a lot of stuff from that Superman run and specifically Man of Steel that's still pretty much canon now or at least for the most part yeah uh he also did a lot of lore for Krypton. He did a whole World of Krypton miniseries as well. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was I think it was a four issue thing that kind of expanded. Uh, like Mary mentioned earlier, this Superman's a little more depowered because through the Silver Age, Superman got just ridiculous, and he was like, <gasps> he was like punching planets out of orbit and stuff. It was like it was so far as like who the fuck do you put to fight that guy? And now? didn't he like blow away a universe or something like he that? He blew out a star one a time. A star, just that's like, what it was. And it was gone. <laughs> Hey, he, he could the best whatever is he could shoot miniature supermen out of his hand <laughs> and they would fight <laughs> he did a a bunch of I, and i wish i had the time and effort to go through my comic collection because i would have read these he did a it was mm-hmm. a batman superman series he did two or three of them called generations mm-hmm. oh, I remember and it went those. through the history of basically Batman was different every time, but it was yeah. Superman, but he would just age over the years. And oh, that's like, okay, cool. Dick Grayson took over. Now this guy's taken over. And he would Superman just, tell just it ages in different different eras, basically. That it was that was a fun little Elseworlds mm. thing that he did. There's lots of contributions that John Byrne gave Superman. Mary mentioned some of them earlier. Uh that after Crisis, they really wanted to like double down on the whole last son of Krypton thing. So there's no more crypto, there's no supergirl, there's no Bottled City of Candor, none of that shit. It was like Superman is it. That's he's the last bit of a of a, of a dying planet. So that's yep, Man of Steel. That's the book. Um, if you remember from our comic book Jeopardy episode, Man mm-hmm. of Steel number one was the first comic to ever have a variant cover, which yeah, is cool. Um, it was that, and then the the, 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 the t-shirt. Yep, and yeah, that, that's probably are. the more famous one. Yeah. If you would have asked that question again in a new comic book Jeopardy, you, I would have you wouldn't have remembered, and you still would have got it wrong. I still that would have been wrong. me. Yeah. From what I hear, people didn't like that episode, and they don't want it anymore. Well, <laughs> did they really? Liar. No, I, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> the extremely useful Irene, <laughs> who's Liked not useless it. at all, and said so we should do more, more Jeopardy. Yes. Um, the, for me, the biggest contribution John Byrne gave Superman was, number one, he made it a top-selling book for a couple years, which was really awesome because since they uh, the, they, they spiked really high during the Christopher Reeve movies and stuff, I think Superman was popular for a while, but after yeah. so long, the sales started to dip really bad. And then when you know Batman kind of became the big thing again, Superman was kind of left in the shadows 
not in the cool way. And John Byrne kind of put Superman back towards the limelight. But the biggest thing was he created kind of the modern Lex Luthor that we have now. Um, Lex Luthor pre John Byrne was a mad scientist. He was very much like, ah, Superman. It was very <laughs> like there was no Lex Corp. There was none of that shit. In Man of Steel, he reintroduces Lex Luthor as a billionaire because he thought that uh, modern audiences couldn't identify with a mad scientist, but everybody feels that they've been screwed over by a businessman. So that was a relatable foe for Superman, which to me is extremely true today. And that's the version of Lex Luthor that I love. The the suave businessman. Yeah. Uh, love the Clancy Brown version of him in Superman the Animated Series. I remember so when this, yeah, this from... series was coming out and it seemed it was like a big I'd never read it at um, the time, but it seemed like a big deal. But did he deal. take that from Fisk from Marvel? No, yeah. actually, not to get political, but uh, John Byrne actually based uh, Lex Luthor on the current person in the White House in the late 80s. Nice. Um, you can even see some of the way he that John Byrne drew him in those 80s issues. He looks very much like uh, 45. Mm. So... Yeah. So, did he do the reboot when they rebooted Superman to number one? Was he yeah. writing that? Okay. Yeah, but he did. This was a six issue miniseries that led into, into that. that. That's yeah, why yeah, when yeah. Bendis came over from Marvel, he did he Man, did of, Man Steel. of Steel into because he was like, yeah. he's like I'm he even be he cool. even he even used the Man of the John Byrne Man of Steel font like the the logo yeah, for his. Yeah. And it's like you fucking douche. Why <laughs> is that douche? Isn't it? He like does homage? not like Bendis on Superman. That's oh true. really? He, then it's he like it's like it's been done already. Don't don't fucking ride John Byrne's coattail. Man. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Hello, gay but, um, man. Can no one? As far as John Byrne as an artist goes, his Superman still is usually the first Superman that comes to my head when really? I just think super. I love the way he draws it because it was very modernized for the time. They but they, still classic. Yeah, very. It's a very classic look. It's not overly complicated, but uh, the way that they would draw Superman up to that point through like the silver age and everything he was very he was bulkier that john burns superman looks more like a bodybuilder he was slimmer but the bigger chest and everything um he made the s a lot bigger on the chest yeah he did um yeah it was all over oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's a great look i love john burns version of superman it it, whenever someone asks me who my favorite Superman artist is, it's like classic John Byrne, like kind of modern. I'd say Gary Frank. Those are those are my two, my go tos for Superman. And they are but, indeed uh, alive in his books. Um, oh, oh yeah, is this the cellophane S? No. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of different takes on Superman's origin. You could read Birthright. You can read Secret Origin. You can read Earth One. But I mean, Man of Steel is. I worth, like Earth one. Yeah, Man of Steel wow. is definitely worth picking up. It's just another version of kind of the early part of Superman's story, kind of a retelling of Superman. I love that. Oh. And this was the was the big deal because this was the one that was like again, it was laying the groundwork for. This is our new version of Superman. So everybody had to kind of get on board. And from what I understand, <laughs> get on board or get the fuck <laughs> what out. I, from what I understand, they gave John Byrne like pretty free reign, which is like Saying something I'm, like Superman, that's like their that's their character, that's their big fucking character. They basically it's not saying much because years later they said, "Hey Grant, <laughs> here's Batman," and they fucked it up. Fuck this up for uh, us. They Look, they didn't do any of those things. He's a remarkable um, man, and in uh, another light, I would have called him my friend. 
but like they didn't give but even still even if i agreed with what you're saying which i don't they didn't <laughs> they didn't give grant morrison batman to start over from the very oh, beginning and to like relaunch to batman with an origin and everything and do whatever they you didn't, want they, they gave they him enough to screw him him up. but what i'm saying is they up. they gave john burns said redo superman to me that's a pretty that's a lot of rain yeah he did he completely redid it how yes. did he completely redo it? He has the exact same thing. I just explained it. it. Yeah. explained is it. it you can a... listen back later. This is the snowbird <laughs> thing all over again. <laughs> That's right. All right, continue forward. Sorry. Okay. Is it snowbird or songbird? Or... It snowbird. is. Snowbird. Snowbird yeah. from snowbird. Alberta. <laughs> okay. Kylie. Alpha flight prototype. So my pick was uh, my... So... <clears throat> book report when people come into the shop and mm-hmm. you know you get the you get the nerds that come in and they they want to talk nerd which is great I'm, fucking I'm, I'm nerds that. fucking nerds it is called the nerd store <laughs> better than those magic people uh, <laughs> or the pokemon they're, they're nerds um that's where i realized the hypocrisy in my own because like, I, I can sit there and talk superheroes all day long i'm like oh yeah this and then this costume redesign and like, like someone comes in like can i get a booster pack I'm like what a fucking nerd <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like I'm judging the, the magic players. So rude. I have to admit, you're right. Because how many times have I thought about that Pokemon people? You're like, really? Yeah. Pokemon? Yeah. Ew. Like it's weird how like fandoms judge other fandoms. Like, what a bunch of fucking like playing nerds. The card game. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just I like Pokemon. Pokemon. Like Star yeah. Wars versus Star Trek is oh, hilarious. God, yeah. um, but when people will come in and say, "Well, so what's your favorite comic book character?" I used to like sit there and really think about it, but it's. You know, it's, it's it's Jean Grey. I love Jean Grey. Oh. I love Phoenix. I love Jean Grey in all every it's incarnation. Your I form. got two Fox movies for you, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they were suck. great. He likes your <sighs> red hair. He's a red hair kind of gal. So I kinda decided gal? to. Oh, she's a redhead kind of gal. She's <laughs> a redhead kind of gal. No, he likes redheads, but she is a good character. Keep going, Kylie. Sorry about so that. So anyway, I decided I was going to reread the Dark Phoenix saga for the podcast. Ideally, if I would have had enough time, I would have pulled out the omnibus, which is like, it's got like the actual, when she becomes the Phoenix mm. through the Proteus storyline and then the Dark Phoenix stuff, the whole, yeah. that whole big run. This podcast isn't worth that much effort. No, I, when I, I pulled it, I'm like, oh, cause I went down, I went down to my bookshelves. I'm like, okay, I've, I know I have, I've got this in multiple versions mm-hmm. and I was looking for like the big anniversary hardcover. Couldn't find that. Saw the omnibus. Oh, this is a lot. Remember when I showed you that? Like, does this look like nine issues to you? Yeah. And it was a really thin trade at, yeah. at, at the store. Pulled it down. The omnibus is thick. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm like, yeah, I don't have time to read all this, sadly. <laughs> uh, but I found an old, uh, like, Marvel's finest trade paperback. Oh, okay. With, you know, it was basically what we with had With at least the gist of it? Basically just the Dark Phoenix stuff. Okay. And uh, She's dark. It's, it's, I don't know if, if, do you want me to go through the Dark Phoenix storyline? As much as you want to, as much as you um, want to. So, um, it's it's not complicated. It's, it it was the rereading for me where this is back in the day when they would do like thought bubbles where it was very soap opera esque to me. So you'd have someone having a conversation, but someone is having their own little conversation in their head. But little does he know, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to interrupt you, but was it like when you reread it, was it like 
going back to watch Voltron for me where you went, did it diminish it slightly or was it more complicated? To to a point, but I I love that story. So Back okay. in the day, they would use thought bubbles like that basically oh, yeah. just for and, exposition. Well, and, like, and Claremont was the master of, you know, there's so much history of what has happened before this issue, but God damn it, you could just pick up that issue and the way he would write people talking and explaining shit, you have read the f- hundred issues before this in five pages mm-hmm. the way he's like well and this and this and the thought bubbles help a lot with that mm-hmm. well and when i fought this person and then yeah. this, the, you know see this issue and this and this um so just for for that alone it was the, the nostalgia for me i do like it looking back at it now it's a little it's dated definitely but mm-hmm. uh, comics back then that's just how they were that's yeah. you know it, oh, that's yeah. the thing um uh, talking about the thought bubbles there was a point where it's bendis, not bad it's just different it's more yeah, yeah 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 exactly um bendis at one point i think it was the mighty avengers when he was writing like 20 avengers titles a Fucking month he he came up with this idea like i'm br- i'm gonna bring the thought bubble back i'm gonna bring it back to comics and he he tried i'm it, bringing it, bubbles it lasted back. an issue or two and it was like he realized, yeah, this now there's we don't need what this. What is it about <laughs> thought bubbles that mess with people? Is it because you can imply it by what's on the picture? You know I think I mean? just in modern comics, they much more use the box. Uh, they use, yeah, they and it's yeah, like, a, the like, oh, I didn't think like, uh, Frank Miller was, I think, one of the pioneers of like in Dark Knight Returns. There's a lot of inner monologue, but they're all in caption boxes, they're not in little thought bubbles. Yeah, does it minimize the impact or is it's, it? It's just different, like, mm-hmm. like Tyler was saying, it's, it's just it's a not different better experience. or worse, it's just different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like, I, like I said, the feel I had rereading this what felt more so basically, the gist is. Okay, Jean Grey's got. They thought she was dead. She she's got the phoenix in her. She's alive. Um, so uh, Jason Wingard, uh, mastermind, I think is what his name is. He's part of the Hellfire Club. He is messing with her head through telekinesis, basically fucking with her, making her (laughs) think that she is this uh, an ancestor called Lady Grey from like the 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 old age. Makes sense. Um, so he's fucking with her. Right after she's had this traumatic experience, she has this being inside her that no one really knows about. And he's messing with her head because they want her to come over to the bad side. The dark side? Yeah. So he messes with her enough that she becomes the dark phoenix. You know, it it uh, it messes with her head enough. She it, it, she snaps, basically, and Ooh. she becomes the dark phoenix. Um, She has it out with the X-Men. She leaves Earth. It's like I'm. I I don't need. I have no use for your mortals. I'm I'm leaving Earth. So she decides to just take off through the galaxy. She realizes on her trip that this is taking a lot out of her, and she has to stop and rest because she figured she was just she was a god, but all powerful. Yeah, but it's taken a lot out of her for her to travel. So she stops to rest and decides, hey, I'm going to take this planet and absorb it to take the power, and this this planet she takes causes this reaction that blows up the surrounding galaxies and kills a, I mean, she, she genocide, basically. She kills a whole planet of people. Okay. Rape and pillage. So the Shi'ar empire sees this and it's like, Oh, this, this will not stand. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it so can't. It this, won't. This will not. <laughs> so they get together with, with the Scree and the Kroll. Okay. 
scroll and the Cree, not the crawl. The Scree. <laughs> the <crawl>. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh so <laughs> they all get together. He doesn't say it again, but it's no. the scroll. They all get together and, and decide that she is more dangerous than Galactus. From now on, Nick Kroll will only ever be <laughs> as the Kroll. The Kroll. The Kroll. So they come together. They come together, decide No Silver that... Surfer. Why would Silver Surfer be in this? Galact- That's Fantastic Four. Well, I'm just saying, keep going. Galactus. Well, they, they were using Galactus as an example. It's like, okay, she's worse than him. We need to stop her. Before you go on, I don't mean to interrupt. Silver Surfer and Galactus, was it connected in any way? Or is I just... Okay, so I wasn't... But there you go. Okay, moving on. So anyway, yes. They they decide... Then he became the Kumar. They need to to stop her. She comes back to Earth. Um, They've gotten in touch with Charles Xavier, saying, hey, we need to get rid of this person. And you were talking all about this with Thought Bubbles. Oh, well, yeah. So, so yeah. So basically like when he, when Jason Wingard is penetrating her mind. <laughs> that got a reaction from Mary. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of the thought bubble stuff. So that's, that's where I'm like, this is very soap opera esque. Cause now it's like, now she's back in the old times and he's talking to her mind and the thought, but it was, it was very but cheesy. Any time do they realize, or she realized that some douche was talking no. with her through Thought bubbles? No. It was never figured no, out. It wasn't through thought bubbles. Well, I know, no, but at any point in time in the book, did Burn or everybody like give her props to figure out that some douche was playing with her mind, or was the whole thing? No. Men are douches. No. So anyway, she comes home. <laughs> Professor X. She goes to her, like her home, like her parents. Like we've seen this in all the movies. If you've seen the movies, hey, you know, it was an amazing movie. Um. Done it a few times. I'm just saying, she came home. It was so Professor X fights her. He sets up some blocks in her head to contain the Phoenix Force, so it brings her back down to Jean Grey, Marvel Girl powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the then you know the aliens come down. Like, no, we need we need to kill her. We need to stop her. Which yeah, we saw the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> so Professor X challenges. His his love, the the leader oh. of the Shi'ar, <gasps> to a battle. They're gonna go fight. So they go to the moon to fight. Um, and whoever whoever wins will will decide the uh, the, the fate, fate of Jean Grey. Basically, is she the one with the really big helmet head? Yeah. Okay, Lelandra, I believe. Um, so they go and fight. Um, and the Shi'ar take out most of the X Men. The only people left standing are Cyclops and Jean. They're getting their asses whooped, basically. Everyone else is, is down for the count. Um, dead or down for the count? Well, it's the X-Men, so they're not dead. All right, check. So Jean X-Men. goes to a place on the moon where, I can't remember if it was a scroll or a Kree weapon, but she she uses this weapon to pretty much just disintegrate herself. She's like, this this I need to die for this to end, basically. So she kills herself. And that was it? That was it. That was whole story. She she has this big loving goodbye to Cyclops, and well, and Cyclops knew when they went up to the moon that like that's just, this is how this was gonna end. That she was gonna she was gonna sacrifice. I have herself. a weird thing about X Men in space. I don't know why it's a barrier thing for me. Where it's like I don't like X Men in space. I'm just well, not a fan. Cyclops' of like... dad is leader of the Star know, Jammers, but it's just like... and he has an alien lizard named Chode. For some reason, it just takes Jammers. <laughs> it takes some of the she... like. I don't know, like mutants against like prejudice, like they're going to space. It's like I don't know, it's it's weird for me. 
You don't yeah. touch I, my I face. I prefer X Men going into space other than like rather than like the Avengers or something. But, oh, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I think everybody should be in space at all times. No. Yeah, no. Was like Seriously. when Mark Wade took over oh. Doctor Strange, that was like his first story. <laughs> We're going to space. Yeah, it's like yeah, because yeah. when I think of you Doctor Strange, and the funny Some thing about Marvel and DC with me is I space. hate the cosmic shit. Your ass <laughs> may not. X Men for me feels like does. they go. Come on, man. They go out there a little bit. Yeah. For me, I mean, I'm sure they're go all over the place, but for bit. me, it feels like they're not like. It's not like the huge cosmic realm of shit. They go yeah. out there and they do some stuff, but they're back. So yeah. I can deal with that a little bit more than like. <laughs> they're only going to like Mercury. They're going to. Yeah, they're not leaving our galaxy, you know. Because <laughs> honestly, space travel, when you really look at it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, space travel. Yeah, on... Phoenix, it's, uh, I love the story. Oh, I guess yeah, John Byrne um, specifically, how's the, how's the art? What is. I love what the is, art. What well, does John Byrne it's, bring it's, it's to Terry Austin. Uh, 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 it's Claremont Byrne doing the co-writing. Oh, oh, so he did. We John always. Did um, I believe it was Austin and possibly a little bit of Byrne. Re- oh, yeah. I wow! Just, so for well, the longest time, I thought it was, it was Claremont he... Byrne and Austin doing mm-hmm. that stuff. Oh, for a long time, I thought John Byrne drew Dark Phoenix. You know what? I think John Byrne. I'll always I'm remember him now for. I don't want people going. You son of a gay bitch. No, gay one. men. Yes. No, that's going down. Gay sure. guy. Oh guy. damn it! But uh, what I was saying I is, him is Wonder Woman's hair. Left my brain that already. is a freaking helmet. He will go down in history for making the biggest hair for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Is that what you want to be known for? Well, no, he did. He drew some big ass hair for Wonder Woman. <laughs> It says pencils by John Byrne. Okay. Because I've seen pictures of Wonder Woman. Okay, because I was like, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. John Byrne, he's a great artist. Anybody else got anything to say? I just remember looking at the first issue in that thing, and it was Terry Austin, uh, Inker, and John Mm -hmm. Byrne and Claremont co-writing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Wonder Woman. I got to show Don't be dick, give us your weekly pick. Hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're doing weekly picks? Yep. Can't you tell by, All right. the, by the awesome? <laughs> is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So by the no, awesome. that is like he's oh. the guy. I mean, that's a freaking. Oh she yeah, no. I mean, George Perez. George Perez started a lot Could of that. Could you shit. imagine oh, yeah. washing that hair? Oh my god! Uh, I was how like, long, long that is that? She's got like. Who's Gal Gadot? <laughs> I mean, there's that famous. There's that one. No famous wonder she has so many muscles. Because of her standing. She would be spending on hair products. Yeah, I mean, that thing is holding up the helmet. At your local That's salon. why she goes sees a gay guy at his salon because well, holy shit, isn't it? Well, didn't he make her like a goddess in his run, right? Was that burn? So maybe that... she didn't need to ha- do any hair product stuff. Never mind. It was just always perfect. All I know is, is that hair is big. Lots of big hair. Imagine how long it would be if she straightened big it. Big hair, long legs, and some big booty. No, those are some muscles. She could break and you, some, dude. Oh, she wrapped those thighs <laughs> oh, around Okay, my we're neck. doing okay. weekly picks. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking at <laughs> her hair. Look, is stop is she stopping it or is her her hair, hair stopping it? It's her hair power. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the hair stopping it. You, you gotta laugh okay, a little bit, buddy. Weekly picks. Oh, yeah. I yeah, haven't here. really been reading anything. I've been playing what Animal Crossing. Oh. Just say yeah. Animal Crossing. I, I mean, I have been reading, but nothing comic books. I've been reading The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. It's really good. What's it about? Yeah, it's a, it's like... a fantasy novel. About? Uh, Is he the, the local writer? I don't think so. Is he? Did he, did he take over the Wheel of Time stuff? 
No. I've heard of the Wheel of Time. I've heard good things about the Wheel of Time, but it's just so much that I don't think that I wanted to read that. Uh-uh. She's holding back. Anyways. Uh, the... I don't know how to explain the way of kings. I haven't. I haven't finished it. I'm 22 percent in. Uh, it goes through a bunch of different people. He is the Wheel of Time guy, and he is, is from Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, Brand- Brandon That's Sanderson. Not local at all. Hey, you know what? It's <laughs> local. You fuck yourself. Local as in like United States. <laughs> America. America. <laughs> yeah. Goes through oh, different perspectives. He went to BYU. Uh, Who did? Everybody. Brandon, Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. Really? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a shame. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. <laughs> well, no, good people come from BYU. Do I wanna do I wanna promote this now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, you do. No, if you I mean if you wanna read it, it's it's a really it's really good. <laughs> I, bet so far. Have, I bet you BYU doesn't you get, have any gay you get guy. You go through in their the newspaper. perspective of a slave, uh somebody who's in the army, an assassin, uh somebody who's uh, girls who whose family their dad disappeared, or maybe he's dead. I don't know yet because I haven't finished it. She's trying to steal something from some lady for money, and that. And, but Animal Crossing. You haven't played Animal Crossing. <laughs> An animal Crossing. <laughs> animal. Crossing. Play Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. All right, Aaron. Uh-huh. Uh, I would like to say I haven't been doing much other than work and hanging out with Kylie. But we've been playing Borderlands number three, which has been a lot of fun. Utah. And Utah. Mm. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I get a Utah? Suck it. Yeah, you better turn that back. Utah. Okay, he Suck was from Utah. Oh. I didn't know that. No idea. Um, and then I would have to say me and Kylie have been joining. We've been watching uh, the... Borderlands. Well, three? Borderlands. Like oh my god! Again, kicking ass. Oh, we've been playing the shit out of this. Game. Yeah, we. It's <laughs> been, been so your much pick fun. for the last three weeks. No, it's, it's not my pick. I got. It's pick. all I, I have really. And, and then we've been watching. Been pick, um, so. I have to admit, I've been enjoying comedian background, but we were watching Trevor Noah, the Daily Distancing Show. I kind Social of. Distancing yeah, thank you. I kind of enjoy it. It's not. He catty. does the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the daily social distancing show now. But before yeah. the daily social distancing, <laughs> it, was it was just the daily yeah. show. Mm-hmm. But it's actually been one of those. You have a lot of the nighttime hosts. You have everybody doing their little shows. But he does. He's one I can st- I can do when they're doing the. I don't know the social Skype distancing crap. Yeah, no, he's very thoughtful for. and. Uh, he's just very smart. I like the fact that he's not catty. He's very well balanced. And he really has a different perspective, I guess, when he talks to women. He's very focused on, um, he understands about, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's Or different. is it all a front? No. No, he not after. care about women. <laughs> not after you kind of read his books and everything, is no. His mom and his aunt that oh. raised him? Or? Yeah, his mom and everything yeah. and about social and uh, feminine abuse and... Uh, but no, it's it's surprisingly just nice. Well done and truth really from the heart. Okay. Nice. And Crouching Dryer and and what was the what? show? Oh, what? it's it's Spendopticon. There was another the thing by Metropolitan. Captain Metropolitan. Kylie was making fun of no. Metropolis. You yeah. said Metropolis. But this is it. There's a thing on Borderlands. It's Spendopticon. <laughs> and I said, oh, Kylie, here comes another one. And he goes, what? And I said, it's called 
Spedepticon. And we, he's, we, pronounce, we mispronounced this so many different ways. But it was another thing. He's all, is it Captain? I'm like, no, Kylie. It's Spendopticon. And it's not. It's something else. No, was, sure. you got that right. <gasps> you got that right that time. Yes. Anyways, Kylie, your your pick of the week. My pick literally just kind of fell out of my butt today. Oh, and it, was, and it kind of stemmed from um, was it as big as a football? It was as big as Bono. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of stemmed from a conversation Tyler and I had Wednesday while he was in the store. Uh-huh. He was asking about the movie yesterday and if it was worth watching. Hey, we watched it. And what did you guys think yesterday? Wait, what did we watch? Yesterday, oh, it was worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Okay. if you get off your okay. phone, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, so <laughs> we we discussed this um, earlier today. Um, Not yesterday, but today. Yes. Okay. Well, today I saw on Facebook that um, I will forget her name. Her first name was Astrid, I believe, but she was she was a photographer for the Beatles when they were just starting out as a band. When back when they had like Stuart Suff- Sutcliffe back in the band. Um, she just passed away today. She was oh. like, she was an early photographer for them as they were getting started as the Beatles. Um, and I was doing some stuff on on the computer today while Aaron was working, and I was kind of looking. You know, I was looking into yesterday. I was looking at, into Beatles movies basically because they they did a movie about her and Stu Sutcliffe. It was called Backbeat. I uh, had uh, Laura, the girl who played Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. She played uh, Astrid in the in the movie. Uh, and I was talking to my two Beatles buddies, uh, Aldo and Edgar, about this. And we were kind of having a conversation. The Beatles buddies. We were our Beatles buddies. <laughs> There's another the podcast that will soon be joining the network. <laughs> the Beatles, Beatles buddies. buddies. Somebody's probably done that. Right? <laughs> I there bet. Has to be. I There's bet. no way no one's done that. Uh, but I remembered years ago. And I think it, I think it might be 2010. Uh, but I remember seeing an ad for a show. I thought it was HBO, but it ended up it was VH1 that did this movie. And it was a fictional telling of Paul McCartney and John Lennon meeting together after the Beatles had broken up and just kind of hanging out for a day. Oh. And so I was kind of searching for that because I'm like, I always wanted to see that movie, but I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. And I found it. It's on YouTube and the whole movie's on YouTube. It's called uh, Two of Us. Okay. Uh, and it's really cool. And I didn't realize it, it's 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 kind of like a what if story. Yeah. Uh, basically, it starts out Paul McCartney is in New York uh, doing a wings show. He's doing like three nights in Madison Square Garden. And he's his driver's taking him somewhere and they're talking about, you know, the show coming up on the radio. They're hearing this on the radio and they talk about the Beatles and they're talking about John Lennon. And he looks at his driver. He's like, hey, let's can we take a detour through the park. Let's go through central park. And he ends up going to the building. John Lennon lives in goes to visit John. And it, it's, it's two his hours. Apartment was like right off central. Park yeah. It's, it's two in. hours of that. He goes up and they kind of, they just kind of talk. Yoko's gone. She's in California with the kids and they just kind of have this day together and they, they bicker and argue and they do stuff. And they, they, at one point they decide they want to go out. John yeah. Lennon's going to show them around New York. So they, put disguises on and they dress up and go out and uh. do some stuff and they come back. And, uh, at the end of the, at the end of the thing, and this is where I realized it was kind of based in reality. Basically it's fan fiction. Like what if on this day that this all happened, this yeah. is what was going on. Um, and you being an SNL guy, you might 
you might remember this little bit, like Lauren Michaels, they, they even show this at the end. They're, they're sitting there after their day. They're watching TV. It's Saturday and they're watching SNL and Lauren Michaels comes on and he's talking about, Hey, there's been this thing. And they, they actually play the footage of Lauren Michaels on SNL doing this whole uh. thing. He's like, there's, there's this rumor of you guys getting back together as the Beatles. And he, he pretty much makes an offer they're, they're watching this live. They're in New York. They're watching this live. Yeah. And he's like, you know, the NBC has given me this. I have a check made out to the Beatles. Uh, I don't know if you know this bit at all. Or uh, you've seen this. It's pretty popular. And it's $3,000. Yeah. I'll pay you $3,000. Yeah. And you guys got to come here and play three songs. And they're kind of sitting on the couch. And they're, they're like, we should. Let's do this. Let's go do this. And just the two of them. Yeah, just the two of them. It's like let's let's go do this. It, it would blow people's minds. Let's run down. It's just down. You know, it's not too far yeah. away. Let's go do this. And Paul's like, my my guitar's in my car. I'll go grab it. John's grabbing his. Um, by the time Paul comes back, there's some issues going on with the phone with Yoko in California, yeah. and they realize it's not going to happen and they kind of go their own way and that's how it ends. Uh, and apparently in interviews, John Lennon has said that they were together in his apartment that night when uh, he was offering that thing. So somebody who wrote, whoever wrote this movie took that and said, Hey, what if kind of cool built tonight? What if they had this whole on? day? Together? And it was, yeah. it was good. It was a good movie. The guys they got to play Paul and John were awesome. And it was just a fun Really did they look pretty close or yeah they, close I think so. yeah they yeah. did if i did i walk up and kiss yeah. you on the forehead yeah yeah it's good yeah. it's fine that's that's funny that your uh your weekly pick is beatles related because mine was <gasps> as well oh um, you guys I, are I told, like twins i told you earlier in the week i, I finally did watch the, the best of friends i finally watched the uh ron howard documentary eight days oh, a week okay. the, yeah that's eight days a week uh beatles documentary over yeah. yesterday um. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked yesterday a lot, but uh, I I just love documentaries. Yeah, he does. Yeah, He's a sure. huge documentary. And uh, th this one was really cool because like there's been a bajillion documentaries about the Beatles and about different facets of the Beatles. This one it's it's eight days a week, the touring years, and it's just more specifically like stories from the Beatles on the road. And there, there's some really cool stuff in there, and I just always love seeing the clips of them because sometimes I think you forget when we talk about like oh Beatlemania and it was this whole thing like when you see some of the clips and hear people recall stories like dude there was really nothing like that ever and you'll probably oh, never yeah. and you'll probably never see anything like that yeah. or ever even never, close to yeah. that ever again yeah. ever again and it, it's just it was really interesting and like obviously Ron Howard he must have been a pretty big Beatles fan to direct a documentary yeah. I would imagine but uh and they got some pretty cool people to interview for the for the movie both Paul and Ringo are obviously in it um, they play a bunch of old interviews from John Lennon and stuff, but obviously he's gone. But and George Harrison as well. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, it, it came out. It was made for Hulu, wasn't it? Was it uh, specifically? I don't know. It came out two. It came out in 2018. I think so it's like two years old. Uh, this is the first time I've seen it. So, okay. but it's it's on Hulu. And then also um, another show that I've just barely and I'm way way late to the program on this, but kind of starting to get into. I know a lot of people love Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, it dropped on Netflix today. The whole series? Or uh, the, yes. Are you talking about the Shyamalan? No, no, no. The, the, no, okay. we never <laughs> talked about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, I did the, not the original heard. show oh. is on Netflix, and so... Um, I mean, unless... I'm totally, I mean, that's for Cora? you is noobs who well? don't have the complete I don't know, series. Avatar Last Seven wow. is now on Netflix, series. so I'm starting to dip my toes real. into that a little bit. You've never seen it before? I've only ever seen, like... Bits, bits and pieces, and pieces of it but very little and every time i've seen it it's like this feels like something i would really of like avatar? if i took the time to 
you know, okay. learn the whole thing. We've had the complete series for I, like I two Mar- years Mar- now. Mary's Stop. Got the, Mary has the box set, I know. <laughs> I do. But um, it's on Netflix now. now it's, it's on easier. Netflix. I'm, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I oh do also God. have Futurama. I haven't opened it. I no! haven't watched anything on can it. Can I tell you what's been so awesome about watching Community on DVD? Is I can put it on and lay there. And I, every two and a half episodes, I don't have to click a button to say, hey, are you still watching this? Yes. Yours does it for every two and a half episodes? Mine does it for it's, like five it seem, episodes? No, it seems like it's really She's quick. Gone, usually like, like five episodes. Oh my God. Yeah, this is it. Depends. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh I like the DVD. So we're about to pull have... the name for next month's uh, Creator Focus episode. Uh, it'd be my turn. She so picked, are we going to be Jumbo. watching Avatar? Because, oh my I mean, god, I, I got really want to watch yeah. Avatar. Yeah, that's fine. Isn't Avatar, Avatar the the Avatar? It's not the blue people. <laughs> See, it's Avatar, Avatar the last Edbender. A- Avatar. Is that's it about the little uh, kid, right? With yeah. the little thing on his head? The and blue arrow. Yes. But he's not. Uh, saving Silverman. Uh, Jack oh, Black that's has a, a great Jack movie. Black has a line when they're talking about, like, she was my one and only. And he's yeah. like, isn't one and only like one and only? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all like, is it Avatar? Yeah, I, I love Saving Silver so, so much. It's such a great movie. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be pulling the next Creator Focus episode just real quick again. Make sure you guys check out the other podcasts that I listed earlier that are part of the Geek Nerd Network. You should list them again. Uh, I could, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> it would take... I don't have it right in front of me. It would take forever. Um, But uh, one of them is definitely the Nerd Dome podcast, which Kylie is also on. Which we recorded an episode uh, yesterday. Hashtag Fuck You, Charles. Fandom 5, yeah. Fandom 5 is one. I remembered one. K-pop, obviously. And the Fandom podcast. Title, uh, uh, podcast name pending for that one. uh, Tales from the Comic Shop. If if, uh, Brandon listens to this uh, show, I'm still waiting for my Fandom 5 episode, just saying. (coughs) (coughs) I doubt he listens, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Uh, Time to find out who we're going to be talking about in a month. It's in the bucket. Mine. No, God, it's in As I draw the name, I have it. I have it here in my hand. Jeff Johns. Jibbity Jabber. We didn't do Jeff Johns. Greg Rucka. Who's that? Oh, I like him. Who's that? You're going to lose. What are you going to choose? Whenever I ask who's that, I'm always serious. Uh, Mary's definitely never kidding, but it's also because she doesn't know who anybody is. It's true. (laughs) I'm terrible. Greg Rucka fans, get ready. We're talking about him in a month. What did he do? Come on, give her something. We'll go over it later. We'll go over it off podcast. No, tell Um, me something. Two things. Lazarus. Batman. Okay. Thank and you. Many other wide out. Um, Lazarus, oh, yes, like the out. Lazarus pit. Mm-hmm. No, Lazarus, Lazarus is an image. Wide out? <laughs> uh, next week is the return of Comic Book Club, which, and it's also Who's the return that? of Comic Walking... Book Club. Comic Book Club. Okay. What? Wait, what are we doing? Book club. Uh, next week, book club? it's yours. It's Lock and Key. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lock and Key, Volume is 3. Is next week May 20th? We're going to 20- have to record on a different day. That's also something so. we could probably talk about. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, we're supposed to We'll do it to be- live. Fuck we'll it. it. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lock and Key is the next episode coming out of Comic Book Club. So if you haven't read Number that. Number 3, Volume 3. You've now been put on notice for Volume 3 of Lock and Key. Read it before the next episode drops. Next I, month, we're talking about Greg Rucka. We should have grabbed it so that we could say what the actual title is. It's all right. It's the third trade. It's it's okay. Number three. A Crown of Shadows. Mm. That's what it was. Is it? Yeah. Oh, boom. There you go. All right. So, uh, thank you guys. Till next time. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. I am Ken.
the gay guy. <laughs> <laughs>